fun. It's your pals. No show. But just to tell you anyway, it's Kingston. And welcome to episode 131, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. I can see that's going to be a problem now. <laughs> 132, no, 131, part two. two well, <laughs> 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 episode one, tray one. That's right. Yo, what's oh. up? Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is your pal, Sean. This is your pal, Ed. How you doing? All right. So uh, for those people who miss our live Sunday night show, on AquadetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just try. I know you're on this. Let me try it again. Let's Take a drink, our, folks. <laughs> to search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Uh, yeah, so uh, we start off the we start off the show catching up on everyone's week. Uh, mine was filled with movies, video games, and not much else. Ed just kind of had a boring week as well. And <laughs> Eric is in I the had a boring week. I have a new phone. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you talk about Ed's new phone. <laughs> yes. And uh, and I gotta be honest, the way he talked about it, you thought we were getting paid. <laughs> you thought he was getting paid for the ad. <laughs> And Erica talked about her week and, uh, you know, dealing with the uh, a zombie rabbit. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Better out than in. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what you're going to expect. And then I do a movie, a movie review and I make a comment in the episode where I said, hey, we're going to talk about Transformer, the Transformers, <laughs> Transporter, the the refueled yes and ed's like well i got something to say too it's about a new news article here's the hint folks we never get to it <laughs> but and i also mentioned too in our post that i was i was going to review two movies yes and i only did one the gunman and the second one i'll let you know now but you have to wait till the end of part one here my review on exodus gods and kings Ooh. you know so uh you know i hope you enjoy the you know the episode and Hope you laugh along with us. So we'll be right back, folks. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your co-host, Erica. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the program. Yay. <laughs> so, how was everyone's week? Pretty good. How was yours? It was all right. All right. Uh, uh, typical week. Ups, downs, sideways. Um, Laughs and thrills a minute. Yeah. Saw two movies, video gaming. Yeah. All right. A lot of just kind of kick back. Chilling? Yeah. All right. Sit back playing the b-ball app by the school. (laughs) When a couple of guys, they were up to no good, they started making trouble in your neighborhood. Yeah, but instead of Bel Air, I went to Jersey. (laughs) 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 All right. So, um, all right, who who wants to start? I'll start. Okay. He's first. Why not? So, uh, yesterday, I went down to Historic Smithville. Visited our friends at Underground, and they had the zombie Easter bunny. So Yay! I went and got my picture taken with my cousin and my best friend from college. Got our t- picture taken with the zombie Easter bunny. Nice. And it was awesome. <laughs> so I, uh, I'll i post the picture to our Geeksters page. Walks around, eggs! <laughs> eggs! <laughs> and he just wanders around, and he throws eggs, and he just shambles off. Doesn't, doesn't really hop anymore. <laughs> Well, one ear is gone. Well, it was funny because my, my friend Kelly's not feeling well. She has a, a sinus infection and an ear infection and a cold all at the same time. Mm. 
yeah, she's not happy at the moment. So she uh, she wasn't feeling well. So she was going to bow out of the the picture and just mm. like just have me and my cousin Sammy go and and get our picture done. Well, me and my cousin Sammy and the photographer and the person playing the zombie Easter Bunny and my friend Lucy who runs the store with her husband are all standing there going, Kelly, come on, you have to get in this photo. Like we've been waiting for years to finally make it down here schedule finally works like you have to be in this picture and so the photographer says you could be the head you could be dead (laughs) so because it was done in front of a green screen and then they inserted the the background so we wrapped a green cloth around her and then put a basket in front of her head and i'm holding the basket and a cleaver nice (laughs) so yeah it's it is probably my favorite Easter photo, like, ever. <laughs> so I'll post it to our, our Facebook right. page. Um, so we did that. And then uh, I also, while I was down there, I got a really good, um, I got my, my yearly job um, uh, evaluation. Okay. And I did really, really well. I was That's very good. proud of myself. So, you know, I, I decided to share, I, I got a bonus at work. So I decided to share some of it with, my, you know, my mom and my boyfriend. And, you know, I picked up little things for everybody. But I decided, fuck this. I need something for myself. So I picked up a pair of pants that have unicorns all over it. Um, I got a ba- I, I got myself my purse that says the amazing tattooed lady. And I picked up this shirt down there, too. It's uh, I'll, I'll post a picture. It is a Misfits t-shirt with two skeleton hands over the boobies. <laughs> so that was that was my gift to myself. And right, then cool. I made it. Best part of the week, I made an appointment to get a root canal on Wednesday. Nice. I'm so fucking excited. So if I'm asleep on the couch next week, you know why? (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So that was my week. Thank you. Good night. Go ahead, Ed. All right. (laughs) Well, I got a new phone. I got the uh, Samsung Galaxy Lite. Woo! And uh, it's pretty cool, I have to say. It's It's got a lot of cool features to it. Um you know, standard, you know, has Google Play Store, so you can get down any app from uh, Google. Um, the one thing that I, that we did this, I did this past week was the, the beaming. I don't know if anybody ever seen that, where you could push two phones together and tap, but they have to be Samsung Galaxy phones, and mm. you could tap to, like, either pictures or videos to one phone to another. I've never so, seen anybody actually do it, but I knew it was possible, but I've, I've never seen anybody <laughs> go, ding! Yeah. Like, oh, look, let's touch phones. <laughs> I don't know where your phone's been. <laughs> you might have a virus. <laughs> Put a condom on that phone before you touch me. <laughs> Gotta wrap it up. So yeah, that's uh, it, it was a 25 gig video that you couldn't email the a, a coworker of mine had, and you wanted to see if you could. I said, well, there's a speeding thing. If, if everybody has a Galaxy phone, you could. You could <laughs> so your so your coworker was like, I got a video you got to see. <laughs> Let me see if it works. Well, it, it, was, it was the birth of his grand as grand. Uh, daughter so uh, that's kind of a let down <laughs> i'd have been like oh i didn't need to see your penis come on <laughs> i thought this was a birth I, not I, the conception i walk around i just anybody who has that same phone just automatically beams over to my bump it to him like uh, look, uh, you dirty old man Ew. <laughs> so that was a, a pretty good uh, uh trial of it i, I you know because i didn't know if it would work or not because like I said, this is what they call the light. They they called it the stripped down version of the S5. And uh, did it come with pasties? No, 
Maybe. 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 And they're talking like a decade ago when this phone came out. And uh, it the slide was, the, the touchscreen was horrible on it. Right. You know, I'd be like dialing a number and I'd be dialing a nine. It would do a four. And I'm like, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, because the, I think the patent on the iPod, the iPhone wasn't uh, up yet. Yeah. So everyone's doing their own version. So, yeah. So. So, okay. Well, now, since you're doing a review on a phone, how would you, like, is it is it a good phone for people who are on a budget? Yes, it was uh, it was fifty dollars for the phone. Ain't bad. Um, you know where I got it was through uh, T- uh, Metro PCS, which is actually owned by T-Mobile. So I have the I same call. Yes. Huh. Uh, well, I found this after when I bought the phone. Oh. <laughs> the only information you find out when you buy things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's. I mean, the call quality is really good, and like I said, it was buy one get one free. So I gave it like two phones for fifty dollars. Not uh, bad. So. Yeah. It's a good phone for a budget. How many uh, gigs do you have? Uh, it only has uh, eight gigs internal, and then of course it has the card that I could go up to thirty-two. As you know, of course the, that's the current. Okay, card and now. your data plan is how many gigs? Uh, well, uh, right now it's unlimited for the first month, and then after that will be two gigs. After that, two, two gigs is more than enough. Yeah, like I don't even think I like my phone's this one the droid uh, turbo because mm-hmm. you know james frank oh i forgot if i shake my phone the camera goes on <laughs> next thing you know i'm recording my penis <laughs> and by my penis i mean ed <laughs> um i you know i've got this phone because james franco that's in the right. commercial. <laughs> um yes that's how i that's how i plus it's a droid i always i like droids i never got on the iphone bandwagon because i was poor when they were over, everyone had one. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm an iPhone, uh, the elite. <laughs> now everyone has one. I'm like, fuck you, I'm going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every month I go over two gigs, like, consistently. And a lot of it has to do with the fact, number one, I get um, my work emails pushed to my phone. Uh, okay. So that uses data. Um, but then I also... Uh, like if if I if I'm not feeling in the mood to listen to music while I work, I'll put on like YouTube and listen to stuff on YouTube. Um, so uh, okay. I yeah, consistently. But I have unlimited data. I think I get throttled after two gigs, but I honestly don't notice it that much um, if they do throttle me. So yeah, I, I mean, I know like I probably could pack on like music in here and like mm. but i'm like i got my ipod touch i don't need right well and i you think know? um i think t-mobile offers uh free music so like i i listen to when i do listen to music i listen to slacker right um that doesn't count against my data okay. so but youtube does and like i said i i watch a lot of youtube um on my phone so mm. you know and i'm like ah fuck it i got unlimited data i'm gonna use unlimited data so sure yeah so i i, I use it a lot all right. So, uh, at least you then. I gotta be honest. I really didn't do much. I it was uh, work, and then when I wasn't working, I was you know, um, I gave up on my plans to be an NBA superstar. Did you? Yeah, I have. I I mean, I probably okay. This is the reason why. 
This past week, one of the biggest games came out. Well, I thought the Final Fantasy Type-0 mm-hmm. HD came out this week. And for people who bought the Day 1 edition, it came with a demo for Final Fantasy 15. Okay. Which is like everyone's been... Nine years this game has been in development for the Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. So, and I saw some video on it. Like, the day I, the day that it came out, I wasn't there for that. I was... Um, I don't know what I was picking up, but... uh. Oh, I was picking up Battlefield Hardline. Okay. Actually, it's another game I have a re- review for. Wow, right. I completely forgot I was playing that, too. <laughs> and then I was playing that, and then I was like, well, you know what? I, I didn't get Final Fantasy, but I was like, you know what? I, I feel kind of, as a gamer, I feel kind of obligated to at least try the Final Fantasy games. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm my first Final Fantasy, my first pop my cherry with Final Fantasy VII. And ever since then, it, the games were kind of like, yeah. So, you know... <laughs> I, I it's just the Japanese role playing games I, I like. They're visually stunning, you know, at least the cutscenes are, but then when you get down to the game, they're all like little miniature guys and you're running around and like you want to get from point A to point B and sometimes you don't want to have twenty different random encounters. You just want to get there. Right. So um, so like you know, like for like ten and ten two and then thirteen and th- I don't even think I played thirteen I think I tried thirteen two, you know. Mm. Like they've been doing like, oh, sequels, like you know, yeah. Instead of just continuing on, I even tried Final Fantasy Online, and I'm like, I gotta pay fourteen dollars a month to play this game. Fuck that! <laughs> like, oh, it's killing me. Yeah. But you know, um, since I have a PS4, it's the first Final Fantasy game for the PS4. I'm like, you know what? Maybe they did something different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I won't get into the. I'll wait till we get to the video games to actually get my physical review. Okay. But Friday, I picked it up. I traded in my NBA 2K15. And a couple other handful of games that I haven't touched in months. Mm. You know, so I can, you know... Um, and I also had a $25 off any one GameStop item. You know, <laughs> for my, my being a Power Up Rewards Pro member. So I wound up walking out paying uh, nothing. In wow, fact, nice. I was able to get like $5. They they owed me 5 bucks that I put onto the, the PGA Tour game that comes out in like June, the end of June. So I was like, all right, got to walk out with that game for nothing. Woohoo! You know, such a good feeling. Yeah, because I was going in like at one point thinking, okay, well, it's twenty five dollars off. It's sixty. I know it's sixty four, sixty five bucks. You know, I'm doing the math in my head. If I trade this game in, this game in, and at one point I thought, oh, buck fifty. Like you know, yeah. And I was like, no, no, you can actually get five bucks back. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was good that I picked it up early Friday morning because Thursday. It's kind of sunny, yeah. Kind of bright. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the week, it was beautiful. Yeah, earlier in the week, my dad's like, um, you know, what? I think I'm gonna put the stuff, you know, away, you know, for the winter. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is before I knew what was gonna happen Friday. I was like, you might want to keep it out until at least April because our, mm-hmm. our our mutual friends Mark and Jess got married on April first four years ago, mm-hmm. and it snowed on that day. Yeah. So I'm like, you got a couple weeks before you really have to. He's like, okay, well, good thing I said that because Friday I wake up I'm like. You know, like, I'm like oh, sunshine through the windows. I'm like, yeah. birds are chirping. Chirping. I'm waking up. And I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a good day. It's like Disney where they're flying yeah. around his head, little, little pulling bird. his blanket back, yeah, a little blue, dressing him. Blue bird on my shoulder. It's like the opening <laughs> scene of Cinderella, right yeah. there. You yeah, know, the mice coming out of the walls. Yeah, they're, they're so Your dog's up, watching them going, the fuck? They're so in my stress, you know, for the ball. And I'm just Tying like, his hair back yeah. for him. And I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be a good day. I don't have work. I got nothing to do. I can, you know, just sit back and relax. And then I open the blinds and poof, snow. I'm like, 
It made that noise too when he yeah. opened those blinds. Your ears like, <laughs> shit! It's snow. What the fuck happened? Like, did I go back in time? <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? It was. I was. I was up early enough to, um, you know, to realize that like it didn't start really fully laying on the street road. Mm-hmm. Sidewalk. It was, was like around sick. ten or eleven. I think it's. Started like yeah, it was it was kind of laying on like the grass and yeah. the sidewalk, but the streets were still good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let me grab my stuff. I'm gonna go over to GameStop, get my you know Final Fantasy, come back, and let me snowed in. You know, I'll play the demo. I'll play that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was like, it's a good thing because I was just kind of stuck. There. The weather ended really... up being worse than I expected it to be. On it Friday. did last. The snow did last longer than they projected, but then again, well, they big they surprise. Were, it was going to turn into cold rain. They said at the end of it, yeah, it never did. No, no, it was just all wet snow. I yeah. ended up leaving work at noon because I like I'm watching it, and I work down by the airport, and I I don't know what it looked like if it looked the same up in Northeast Philly as it did down the airport because right. sometimes it can be vastly different, yeah, right. and it went from like big heavy wet flakes to like snow squall where you yeah. couldn't see shit back to big heavy wet <clears throat> flakes to nothing then snow it was like bipolar weather so yeah. i decided like at 10 30 you know we were planning on going out um we usually go out for lunch on fridays and i was like you know what something's telling me i gotta leave at noon like and just work from, <laughs> i was like I, I went in my boss was like yeah do, do whatever you need to do so i left at noon i got home and there were some scary fucking moments driving home. Like I went to merge on 95, <laughs> you know, from the on-ramp and I slid into uh, the next lane. Ooh. So, yeah. and I was only doing 40 miles an hour. So it was a little scary getting home. And then by the time five, you know, I worked from home the rest of the day, by the time five o'clock came around, I looked at the traffic and it would have, I calculated how long it would have taken me from where I worked to get home. Right. It would have been like three hours. Wow. wow. So I was like, at that point I would have just gotten a hotel room down there because yeah. it's right by the airport anyway. But and then, and then you wake up Saturday, most of it's gone. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely. And that pissed me off because I had to shovel that shit. I was just, <laughs> so I, mad. I, 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 I go outside and again, I'm, it felt so fake. Yeah. Yeah. Because you go out and I'm like, okay, I'm standing kind of in a light, you know, like a t-shirt. I'm having to smoke out on the steps. I'm like, oh, it doesn't, it, like I have my jacket on, but it still feels like, it feels like I'm at like the winter wonderland of Disney in Orlando, Florida, where it's sunny and bright yeah. and clear and the pathways are all clear mm-hmm. and the streets are all clear, but then you see snow on the grass and like, yeah. little patches here and I'm just going, so fake. I felt like I was actually kind of yeah. like on a movie set. Like, you yeah. know what it smelled like? Like, because I got into work really early, and when I'm walking in, I'm like, it doesn't smell like snow. It smells like rain. Right. Like it smelled yeah. like it was going to rain that day, and that's why I, you know I I <laughs> people in the south going, I don't know what that smells like <laughs> <laughs> because I I debated. Um, I I knew what the weather was going to be like, and I hate driving in the snow, especially like if I don't know how it's really going to be. <clears throat> so I had decided like, um. I was debating whether or not I was going to go into work, but I got up at five. I went to the gym first and then got into work. I I was in work at eight o'clock. So I was like, you know, at that point I was like, fuck it. I'll just, you know, yeah. stay the day. But then like 1030 came around. Yeah. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, today is kind of cool. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, was- well, the apps I downloaded that was crackle and I did see the pilot episode. Of a show that you've seen, actually. I've been... Uh, yeah, okay. What show is that, Ed? <laughs> it was Powers. I love this show. Okay. It is a Sony um, a Sony TV show. Yes. And the only way you can actually see it is if you own a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4. Mm. 
and be a PlayStation Network member. At least I think that's I, I think I know definitely that's it. Right. But I don't know if anybody since I've been a power uh, a pro network. I always forget the PlayStation right. Network guy. Well, I, I I'm not a a pro member. Or that's a, right, a PlayStation uh, Network member. You know, so I'm part of the elite. <laughs> I, da- I downloaded an app called Crackle, which shows TV shows and movies, right. and a lot of them are free, so you yeah. can you know view them you know whenever you want and. When I went to the TV section, the first one was Powers. It came up, and I know you've talked about in the past. You wanted to review it on the show and, and talk about mm-hmm. it. It's like, a, I have to watch this show now just to get to be my a, reaction. You know? Right. To give you a brief synopsis, what it is, it's based on a comic book that Brian McBendis wrote. And it's about um, a guy who used to be a superhero, mm-hmm. and that his powers were taken away from him. And now he works for a police force called the Powers Division, mm-hmm. where they police people with powers you yes. know like apparently it's not just like hey you're superman well, it's not as adult it's kind of adult oriented but not doesn't go over the top the way um a, a, another comic book by garth Ennis did which called the boys mm. which i always thought the boys would have been a great hbo tv show because to kind of give you kind of like an idea like in, with the boys there was like a scene where they had like like they had this like their their teen titans kind of team mm-hmm. and this girl was going into like their form of like the justice league and i'm using it because you can tell there's definitely par- parallels between the right. the two teams her initiation to be part of this team was to blow all the guys <laughs> like that was it was and and then there's their, their version of wonder woman who's like you know obviously they're all superpower they're the, there's no one to police these people mm-hmm. in this comic book mm-hmm. and the wonder woman's kind of like a like a old aging kind of alcoholic who's like well i did it when i was your age you're just you know like like this is just if you want to be part of the team this is what you got to do right and then like you know and of course the the show the the comic book the boys also explores like you know um when you have this ability to be able to do anything you can like mm. rape murder who's going to stop you and the boys right. kind of take care of this but powers is more of a toned down version of that because it's just basically like they kind of police, like you have to be registered, right? You know, and there's people who are registered to keep an eye out, make sure they don't, you know, go off the deep end. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and it stars the guy who the lead character was in District Nine. He was the guy who um, became. You didn't see District Nine, did you? No, I did not. But you saw Eighteen. Yes. He was Mad Dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, he looks completely different because he looks like, because he's usually kind of, he was also the bad guy in Elysium, mm-hmm. but he's usually kind of scrawny. He mm-hmm. obviously bulked up for this role because there's a couple scenes with him out of shirt. I'm going, he never had that kind of a, a built to him. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. And the cast, I thought was great. Eddie Izzard's in it. Uh, he plays, a, like, you know, when you see, if you if Crackle continues to play all the episodes, there's a couple scenes in there. I'm just like, Oh, this is awesome! Because <laughs> Eddie Izzard himself just plays this great, you know, kind of psycho guy. Right. But, uh, so, what did you think of the episode? What did you think of Powers? I, I liked it, but it was it was it was one of those type of things where like it was you had to really pay attention to the whole show because they don't really give everything to you. They don't hand everything to you. Explain everything to right. you. Right? They know? don't. They, they they treat you like you're actually smart. Yeah. <laughs> they give you they give you the ability of, like. You have to watch it to catch on to, to pick up on things, but you you were able to pick on politics yeah. as the show progressed. So it was one of those one of those shows that was really good, and it was you know I didn't I didn't think it was toned down as by what you thought it was, right? Because I've seen worse, right? But I mean, like like because he was talking about like you know like we you know he was like a superhero and he was kind of like yeah. a rock star and like you know yeah they were they're all revered as, as you know, like, and like there was these wannabe you know people that mm-hmm. want to 
you know, get powers and, you know, want to be with the, the people who have powers. So they'll do what they can. Are you trying to skirt around issues? <laughs> yes. Or... Okay, basically what it is, is I, since I have no filter. Yes. Apparently, it, it basically starts focusing on this girl is having going down on a, a superpowered being and his head explodes. Mm-hmm. Because, but here's the thing is, it's not because of that. It's because mm-hmm. the reason why she's there is because something about their abilities or their sperm, basically... If you swallow their sperm, you mm-hmm. get to have powers of your own for a little bit. Oh, okay. So it's almost like this drug kind of thing. Oh, where... it's like like in uh, True Blood. Yeah, when kinda. you have the vampire blood. Yeah, yeah, except a little bit more, you know, <laughs> you know, a little bit more explosive. But the Ba-dum-bum. but the reason why his head explodes because he takes his drug to help heighten his powers. Oh. And that kind of falls into like you find later in the episodes where that pill comes from. Yeah. But here's my favorite part though: is our bad guy of the series has this ability to teleport mm. and the drug dealer kind of th- pisses him off for some reason, or I forget exactly what it was, but he holds his head and then poofs out. So all it's left there is a headless body for about a second before it falls on the ground <laughs> and he shows up and he's got his head and he just drops it. Like, I'm like that never see fucking Nightcrawler do that shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> you know what? I would watch that show. I was like, that sounds, that's interesting. To me. I was like, holy crap. We're like the very first five minutes of the show. I'm like, all right, you not really know what's going to get in. They bring in a super powered bad guy, I guess. Right. He's like, he looks like he's seven feet tall, <clears throat> muscular, well built guy. Yeah. These two guys, like the, the, the stars, like maybe like to his shoulders. Yeah. The, the other, the other cops, like to his waist. Yeah. Almost, you know? But he, but the other guy, the shooter guy shooting him with, uh, tranquilizer darts in his okay. neck because that's how you got to calm him down to mm-hmm. get him into the thing because okay. but he forgets the last shot and the guy gets his powers back grabs the, the small cop throws him into a wall and basically you know sh- almost shatters his head and he oh winds up dying God. which is the reason why our guy gets another partner the, the black girl yeah. who used to be a cop who kind of you know in, in the course of the story she's a, still afraid mm-hmm. she's not really afraid but she's too, she doesn't know what she's getting into yeah so she gets, she thinks she's, it's just like, oh, I'm a cop, so I know what to do. And he's there kind of going, no, no, you, you can't do that because this guy will put his fist through your chest. You mm-hmm. have to kind of approach things from a different, different angle. Right. Now, I, I can't, like, um, it premiered, I think, on the 10th, I think. Yeah, I think maybe. Um, and for the PlayStation, it released the first three episodes. Okay. And then last week was the fourth. I think there's 10, maybe 12 episodes in the season. So I don't know if they waited, you know, since you saw the first one, I don't know if Crackle is going to keep up with it or not, but uh, I can't wait to like, wake up. I'm like, yeah, going to PlayStation. Like, I was getting ready to play a game. I was like, oh, you have a new Powers episode. I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> See, that oh. I would watch. I um... Commercial free, language, blood. I No nudity, but obviously sexual content. Like, yeah. You don't see... You don't see the girl. It's all like implied. Yeah, like when you see her, you know, her head slide down the body. He kind of lays back and he smiles. You go, yeah, yeah. Gee, I wonder what she's doing. She's massaging his thighs. Like you know, (laughs) she's painting his toenails. (laughs) That was the other thing. I did watch the first episode of House of Cards, and I missed the first like five minutes because my cousin warned me that there was something with a dog at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, and she she knows me. She knows I want to be able to watch it, so I skipped the first five minutes. It was interesting. I can see why people love this show, but it's one of those things that I don't know if I'm going to keep watching you it. Guys, now you you said it does get better. You, like you you have to. It is a slow build. Yeah. But I said I'm me. I'm I like his character because mm-hmm. I okay. First, it's based off of a BBC show called House of Cards. Yeah. 
But with him, uh, he's Kevin Spacey's so good that whenever oh, no, he, yeah, he's whenever really he turns good. to start talking to the audience, I'm like, because he's letting you in on what's mm-hmm. going on with his whole how the game is played yeah. and how he plays it, and you're just like, this is awesome. It's like getting like that behind the scenes, yeah. and it's Kevin Spacey being a bad guy, yeah, sort of, you know. But then later in the episodes, things start happening, you know, because. You know, he gets... Because in that first episode, he's kind of pissed off that he mm-hmm. wasn't promised. Yeah. So he starts going on to this whole, like, I am now going to manipulate people mm-hmm. and ruin people to get where I need to be. Yeah. And then above, because the person who okayed this ruined... You know, it's like this whole cascade of, like, events where mm-hmm. he never... Like, well, he does... I'm not going to spoil it, Eric, in case you... But there are moments where I'm just like, I can't believe you fucking did that. Oh, my God. Like, it's it's a really good show. I got to... Yeah. I know season three just started. Well, it just came out. Mm-hmm. I have to, I think, re-watch season two. Or I think I started watching season two and kind of fell off to mm-hmm. do something else. So I kind of don't remember exactly how season two end. And I think in season three, I think he's now the president. So I got to see how he mm-hmm. did that to get there. Killed a few people. Well, he did that, yes. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but it wasn't anybody in the yeah. political circuit. It was outside. Yeah. like Gotcha. Like, oh, he grabs, throws his chicken from a moving train. It was awesome. No. I'm a, I mean, Spoiler. I might, I might go back and watch it. I'm not sure, but it's. I mean, it, it, like I said, I can understand why people enjoy it so much because I liked the, I, I liked how it was a little bit offbeat, right? Um, and I liked when he turned and talked to the audience, you know, because it did really feel like, hey, I'm bringing you into this, you know, deep, deep dark circle, so you can yeah. see how things really work, you know. <laughs> um, but it, and it was funny because one of the things I'm, you know, I was thinking as I'm sitting there watching it. Number one, I thought it was interesting that he, um, you know, the way he talked about his wife and how much he loves her. Because I'm, yeah, you know, when I was sitting there initially, I was like, oh, he's just another politician. Like, he doesn't give a shit about his wife. And, you know, when he's talking about her, I was like, oh, okay, maybe he does have a heart. Very small one, but it's there. Uh, yeah, but the two of them also have this agreement, too. You know, that's what mm-hmm. you find out in later in the episodes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to put it out there. He does cheat on her. Oh, okay. But she knows about it. And she allows it because oh, okay. it, it gets this. Well, then it's, I don't because, think it's really cheating then. Because she yeah. has this also, this because they made a pact that his, to together, they mm-hmm. want to rise up this thing. Yeah, and I, they, they talked about that in the first episode where, you know, they're a team, like, they yeah. don't do anything without the other one knowing. Right, and like, that kind of succeeds all the way up, yeah. you know, as they go up. Mm-hmm. You know, she never really gets, she kind of gets mad at some of the stuff he does, mm-hmm. but he also turns around and gets mad at her for some of the stuff she does. Yeah. And then... It's it's like you kind of see two people who aren't the best people, mm-hmm. and you kind of go, oh, "I hope they get their just desserts in the end." Yeah. But what they're doing to other people, you kind of almost feel like it's justified mm-hmm. because the people that are above him mm-hmm. are worse. Gotcha. So you're kind of going, "I don't like this guy, but I'm rooting for him because mm-hmm. the guy above him is, is a bigger such dickhead. a prick." Yeah. That I want to see him. I, I want to see him get crushed. Yeah. You know, and you're going, "All right," or just the just that that dark part of your stuff that you like to watch a bad mm-hmm. guy kind of or just watch your your hero bring mm-hmm. down people around him yeah just because it really is his whole motivation is because he didn't become i think secretary of state yeah but secretary of state he goes through this manipulative he goes through this wave of people mm-hmm. of just by not even like threatening them it's just kind of how he plays the game so well mm-hmm. that he starts getting people to think like okay well he ruins people through setting rumors mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. paperwork and stuff like that. And then... 
I thought I, the the one thing that I kept thinking while I was watching this first episode is that, um, you know, I know there are really people out there like that. Sure. Number one, you know, it's that whole idea of how do you sleep with yourself at night. But number two, how do they, you know, and maybe this is just by virtue of the fact that I can't see myself ever being like that. But like, how how do they do that? And how do they do that so well? Like, how can I learn what they do and be able to use it for good? Well, we'll see, that's the something. thing is, though. But to me, the perfect, the, the best villain out there mm-hmm. in any kind of story is the villain who doesn't think he's a bad person. Mm. So yeah. it's like he doesn't think what he's doing is wrong. No, but I'm not even talking you know? about like I'm talking about how he um how he thinks like those, you know, four it's it seems like anyway to me. He's thinking yeah, he's, five, six, seven, eight steps yeah, ahead. He's playing the game of chess how, kinda yeah. thinking five moves ahead, mm-hmm. kinda going, I know this person so well that I know they're gonna go left this way. Yeah. So I'm gonna get there first and make him forced to go right mm-hmm. and you know to manipulate the and, person that yeah, way yeah and for me i kind of <clears throat> you know because for me i get stuck in the details so i i don't think that way very well but i'm impressed by people who can right if that makes sense yeah so it's it's that kind of thing where i'm like i want to do that but i don't want to be a bad guy <laughs> like <laughs> you know at least not right now maybe eventually <laughs> yeah when i retire i want to be a bad guy Alright, so, uh, yeah, I mean, and like I said, I went to the movies this weekend, I went and saw The Gunman, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Sean Penn, and, uh, I, well, where did it fall on the list of the, the top, top five, five movies? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Number five was The Kingsman, The Secret Service, it made $4.6 million over the weekend, nice. okay. and 114.5 overall. I still weeks. gotta get to see that. So, it's All doing right. really well. Uh, next is the number four movie, was the new release, it was The Gunman. It made five million over the weekend, and that's where it's sitting. Does it have a budget? Doesn't have a budget on this. And one. You know, I'm gonna be honest. It's a very. I'm gonna say it's probably a limited run, um, and it's it's a very independent movie. Mm-hmm. But um, I liked it up until the end, because the end they went stupid with how they killed a bad guy, mm-hmm. and he was like the bad guy, and I felt like yeah. According was... to Wiki, budget's forty million. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say that is definitely an independent movie. Yeah. But here's the thing with, with Sean Penn. It, it's Sean Penn. So you kind of know who... The, it's Spicoli. Like, who is my head, dude? You know? <laughs> but see, the thing is, the last movie I saw him in, it was The Mobster Squad, I think it was, um, <laughs> where he played Mickey Cohen. Right. And he... And Mickey Cohen is a bo- was a notorious boxer as well. Mm. So he got ripped for that role. Well, you still carried that body type over to the next film, like mm-hmm. into into this one. So he still has that, like, like to see Sean Penn ripped is an odd sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's usually kind of a like well, a, a on the thinner side. Yeah, he's thin. Side. He's thin, but he's you know. I mean, okay, granted, I mean maybe for the role, you know, he kind of bulked up. But the, I felt like he was shirtless. I think like once or two, twice, like no real need for that right. like you know kind of uh, okay you know, you're wearing a bulletproof vest and it's under your shirt mm-hmm. but after you get full of holes you don't need to take that shirt off because like but no he had to take the shirt off so you can see like he's he's kind of jacked i'm not gonna say yeah. he's like schwarzenegger big but he's definitely boxer kind of mm-hmm. lean but fit like you bulky mm-hmm. like i could see it being like uh if he wanted to play like an mma fighter 
Okay. Kind of has that body to himself. Um, I thought, you know, and it's, it's your typical story. It's not really, it's based on a book, but it's the story of, um, I'm a mercenary. Mm-hmm. I do something bad. I mean, I'm in, I have a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with her. I'm working out. And it was very, like, very Sean Penn-esque as far as, you know, how his, his stance on political ideology is. Mm-hmm. So it takes place in the Congo back in, like, 96 or 98. Uh, no, 2008, I think it is. Yeah, 2008. So he has to, he's in love with this girl and she's in love with him. But because of him doing this this a bad deed, he has to kill somebody because mm. that was his job. He's a mercenary right. hired by a private company to take out this guy. The rule is, like, if you take out this person, you now have to leave the country. You can't come back. So he kind of has to leave her behind. Mm. And then um, Javier Bardem is in it. Mm. And you can kind of tell, like, in the very, very first beginning of the movie that he kind of likes the girl. And he's calling the shots, so you kind of feel like he purposely made Sean Penn kill this guy to get him out so he can be with her. Yeah. And you're like, okay, you know. The things we do for love. Right. And then eight years later, it's like now today, and and he's kind of, he's back in the Congo, and he's doing like UNICEF work, Mm. like with drilling, I guess to kind of cleanse his soul about the stuff that he was doing in the past. Mm -hmm. And these guys come to try to kill him. And of course, he's like, oh my God, you know, know, they, they specifically targeted him and they had like they wanted um two vials of blood they needed to collect mm. to I, proof of id that it would that, that's who they killed so that sends him on this thing to try to find out who knew about this this mission eight nine years ago eight nine years ago so he starts getting like a couple of his co-workers are now um big businessmen because they they spun it to be to use that privateering military company into healthcare or into industry. Mm-hmm. So he kind of goes around and he starts, you know, like trying to ask questions. And of course, you know, when you ask questions, you know, oh, well, I looked into, the, there was four people on that mission and three are dead and you're the last guy. Of course. Right. You know, because no one knows who to pull the trigger. So it's like kill everybody to kind of protect their own. Some Somebody in that group is killing off everybody else to save their own ass kind right. of thing. Right. Idris Alba's in it for maybe a total of 10 minutes. Which kind of bummed me out. You know, it's like, funny because, like, I n- now that I've seen like the the thing, I do remember seeing the commercials for yeah. it. And Idris Elba was like prominent in the commercials. He's for it. in it for like, I, literally, I it has to be like ten minutes. He's in like it's a two hour movie, mm. and he shows up at one point, and it's you see him first. You know, you, you don't see it's Idris. You see Idris's hand flipping around a lighter, and you know, and I'm like, I know who that is. All right, woohoo! Now it's gonna get good. I mean, I like Sean Penn, but I'm not... I'll put it this way. If I had to choose what movie I would have saw this weekend, I wouldn't have saw Gun. I had no mm. real interest in what my dad really wanted to see. Because it, it did look good, but not, hey, I'm going to rush out to the movie to see this weekend. Cause it's opening this weekend? I got to see it. it mm. To me, it was more of like a, oh, look, it's on HBO. I've never seen it. I want to watch it. Right. But, you know, because it had Sean Penn, it had Idris Elba... It has uh, Javier Bardem, who I also I thought is one of the best James Bond villains of all time in Skyfall. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and like Ray Winston, um, he played the voice of um, Beowulf, but he's also like a big heavy set kind of like Cockney, you know, yeah. Like you, when you when you need a big brawly kind of guy, you get him. Right. And I'm like, all right, the cast is really good, but it's mostly focusing around Sean Penn, and it's like it's two hours, and you're kind of going, all right, not a lot of action, but when there's action, it's good. For a guy who's supposed to be a professional hitman, or not a professional hitman, but a, a gunman, not, not... Is your phone making noise? Yes, it is. <laughs> not too good on the aim, I'm going to say. You know? 
Um, and then, like, you go through this whole barrage of, like, who is it, who is, and, and you, it's no big surprise at who it is at the end, but the, the height of the movie, and I'm going to spoil it because mm. I don't care, you know, the height of the movie takes place in Barcelona, mm-hmm. and there's a bullfight, and there's, you know, there's a moment where Sean Penn's running through, and he gets, like, one guy, and... Okay, I've seen enough movies, and I've also, you know, paid attention to English class, a thing called foreshadowing, where they put something on screen just long enough for you to kind of remember that, mm-hmm. so that when later on it happens in the movie, you go, oh, that's why we saw it earlier. It's, yeah. like, it's like someone runs by and you see a bunch of knives on a counter top, you go, later Somebody's on, going to grab that one night. of them. Yeah. This is what happens. He's in the, he's in this, in the back of the bullfighting ring, and he hangs this guy, and it opens up a door to get a bull to kind of run out, mm. and I'm sitting there going... Oh no! Don't tell me. I'm like, are they going to kill the bad guy with the bull? Like, you got to be. Come on! Like, what the fuck? Now I know it's based on a book, so maybe the book ended that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sure as shit, you know, his girl, who like obviously is back in the picture because she wanted to marry and Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. and he, you know, so she's like running towards him, and he's like, you know, trying to get her up. Mm-hmm. He's all shot to shit, and here comes the bad guy holding the gun on her and um, and he's like climb up blah 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 and he pulls her up just as the bull's running through mm-hmm. and impales the guy out into like you know and I'm like really? Like I was just like it felt so like bad spy movie ending mm-hmm. where it's like your hero never got the justification of killing the bad guy himself he, actually, he got the bull to do it. Yeah, you look like you got the bull by the horns, yo. Ah. You know, it was definitely like a like I, I was. Wah, wah. It was so cheesy and bad. Like if, if Sean Connery was in this movie, you knew he would have went. I guess she got the bull by the horns. You know that kind of <laughs> like I could see that. Wah, but at least wah, it would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, you would have chuckled at it. But I'm just kind of sitting there, just going, "You gotta be kidding!" No, like ah. Oh. Yeah, and it was like the end of the movie. I'm just like, and I was like, you know, sit down, you know, this is the movie. He's like, yeah, it was all right. I'm like, yeah, he's like, I thought the bull, bull was a little bit much. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's the way an Austin Powers villain would have died. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was just like. And even then it would have taken 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was just definitely like, oh, all right, whatever. You know, uh, previews, I saw, they obviously opened up the previews for uh, Avengers. I'm like, yeah, so good. So good. And then uh, the new Agent Forty Seven, you know the the video game Hitman. Yeah, they made a movie called Hitman, but now they've made a I guess a sequel. Or they're trying to reboot it. Yeah, with a different guy and uh, Zachary Quinto's in it, but not mm-hmm. as the Hitman as right. somebody else. Um, it looked good. It looked action packed. Of course, Fast and Furious Seven because that's the next comes out next month. Yeah. Uh, then there was like another. Um, it was an. <sighs> Wish. I wish I could remember the name of the movie because it was definitely an over-the-top action movie by the people who make Taken. And I was <laughs> like, as soon as I was, I was like, yeah, because it was definitely like over-the-top silly. Like, not even silly, but just kind of like... It's retaken. It was like st- just stupid. I'm like, I don't know if I'll... Taken it again. Yeah. We didn't learn our lesson yet. Left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Forgotten. You know, it was definitely one of those like, hey, I'm a... Returned. Yeah. You know... <laughs> So I was, you know, I thought the movie was good, and yeah. it was, it was, like, how you put it? If you have nothing else better to do, and you're at the movie theaters, go see that because it's a nice way to kill two hours. It's not a horrible movie, right? But it's also not like a, what? It was awesome movie. It was like a, okay, I saw it. 
Well, the thing I the thing I found most interesting was the fact that Sean Penn was on um, Conan O'Brien doing the interview for uh, the, movie. the press, right? And I know that a lot of people have, have I've seen a lot of, like stories saying that like if you're not on the Tonight Show first, they don't want you. Like they, you know, so uh, like okay. if he did Conan, you won't see Sean Penn on the Tonight Show. Yeah, well, that was the Jay Leto read. I don't know. No, no, no. They're talking oh, about Jimmy with to, to Jimmy Fallon. Oh, okay. that, that NBC and, and Comcast are uh, really right, yeah. are really pushing this. Like they want to have control in terms of being the first to do stories right. like this. So I thought with that going on now. I think the reason why he was on Conan is because Conan, I think last week, was in Cuba. He did a show in oh. Cuba. So, you know, with Sean Penn, with all his, you know, political, you know, yeah, he, all those different countries and trying to help them out, that I thought that was something that... His, his Conan O'Brien's, um, I guess you want to say, charity work yeah, is what made Sean Penn chose exactly. him over Jimmy Fallon. Exactly. I, yeah, look, I, look, I can't... There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't see like you know. Right, but I I think though is is because of the amount of viewerships versus Conan versus. Oh, sorry, I, Show. Sorry, I just saw right here what it was in the corner of my eye. The transporter refueled. Yes. Oh God. It is that is the movie that I watch and I'm like, wait, you're kidding me? Because okay, obviously. Well, I'm... don't go into farted because that's a nerd news oh, article. Oh, oh uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, all right, good because yeah. I could talk about that. Oh. Oh, maybe I have to pull up the uh, the. Um... But let's finish the top five yes, movies. Right. That was number <laughs> four. I was number four. Number three was uh, Run All Night, which was his number two movie last week. It made five point one million over the weekend, and so far nineteen point seven in the two weeks it's been released. That's the uh, Liam Neeson. Uh... Yes. Yeah. All right. Number two was the number one movie from last week, Cinderella. It made thirty four point four million over the weekend, and a total of one hundred twenty two. Million over of twenty two million overall. Gay porn weeks. version Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was a Jerry Lewis movie. Really? Yeah. Um. Oh my god, <laughs> guy, got penis, guy. <laughs> And the number one movie was a new release. It was was actually Insurgent, the Divergent series. It made $54 million over the weekend. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I think Divergent was a big hit. It's it's the, hey, um, what do you call it? The Hunger Games are doing so well. Let's pull up any kind of teen girl Mm -hmm. hero story we can get and make a movie out of it. I don't. I, I gotta be honest. I'm surprised. Like, I guess I'm now. surprised it hit number one because I've not yeah. been hearing good things about it. Yeah, but everyone. I and, think. I mean, now from I, I did read an article last week that um, young adult movies sometimes get really low ratings on like IMDb and Rotten yeah, Tomatoes because... and stuff like that, but they end up doing really, really well because, you know, teenagers yeah, don't really give a shit about what people. Teenage girls yeah. are gonna go see it because it's oh, cute guy or you know, like, yay, girl power. Yeah. Yeah, and the special effects. I mean, it looked interesting, but I didn't see the first one. And I got to be honest, that the girl who's the lead of it, Shaylee Woodley or whatever her name is, okay, she was missing Mary Jean in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm. I don't really think she's that good of an actress. <laughs> like I've seen her, like I've seen clips of Divergent, and I'm just going, "This is popular." <laughs> like I mean, okay, at least with the Twilight series, I can kind of understand why. It's unrequited love. He's a vampire. There's a werewolves involved. It's all like teen angsty and shit. And right. this one kind of is like, hey, you guys like Hunger Games? Here's another one. <laughs> it's like Hunger Games light. You know, like I just like uh, you like Hunger Games? Check out this polished turd. Yeah, I mean, I think Hunger Games is a great series. And so, like, obviously, there's gonna be knockoffs, but I. 
okay, Divergent, I know is the name of the book. Uh, ins- was it Insurgent? Insurgent is the second one, yes. Oh, I don't know what the name of the third book is. I'm pretty it's kind let of have it. Let me look it up. I'm sure it's going to end with A-N-T. Like, you know, <laughs> Revenant or Insurgent, Divergent, and the Detergent. You know? I don't... <laughs> 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 oh man! I'm telling you, it's going to be a rhymey word. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a rhymey word. It's divergent, uh, insurgent, allegiant. Oh, okay. Oh, no rhyme in there. No rhyme in there, but definitely iambic mm-hmm. am, 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 am It's definitely boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me using a a big word. Wow. Iambic pentameter. <laughs> Got a rhythm to it. So, all right. Yeah, I said not, no big surprise. <laughs> um, what else is anything else? Do you come out this week? I see. What was number number six? Was do you believe? Which was a new release. Oh. It made four million dollars. Do you? Is that the, based on the share song? <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in life after love? <laughs> uh, there's also uh, let's see what else. We, I did see that. I did post a teaser for uh, Mission Impossible Five. Did you? Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Love it. It looks so good. There's Tom Cruise hanging on the side of a plane, and it's him. I'm just like, oh, this looks awesome. I mean, they bring back almost everybody. Simon Pegg's in it. And I'm like, all right, Simon's in it. I'm in. You know? He plays, the, I guess, the, the quirky IT guy. You know? And Jeremy Rayner is in it, and Alec Baldwin's in it. Really? Yeah, it looks like, apparently, I guess, everyone's looking to find Ethan Hunt. And, and... Which is, I'm going to be honest, it's really bizarre seeing, here's the thing, I saw the trailer, uh-huh. Alec Baldwin's in a military outfit, Yeah. right? Cameron Crowe has got a new movie coming out called Aloha, and it stars um, Emma Stone, Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Murray, Alec Baldwin, but Alec, and apparently Bradley Cooper used to work for like this Arrow, like I guess like a government firm, mm-hmm. so Alec Baldwin is in a military outfit, and I'm just going... <laughs> Which, like, when I saw him again, I'm going, was he just, did he just keep the outfit and went, I'm just going to show up here now. Like, <laughs> He's going to start wa- doing cameos in different movies like, in that outfit. I'm like, what the hell? Because And the Aloha. They same movie lot. They're like, which one's in a movie? Which one's in Cabo? It was Alec Baldwin. Yeah, we need him. Yeah, we, we need him over here. We need, him we like need an extra. I mean, you want to be the bartender? It's Cameron Crowe, so you know it's going to be somewhat good. Like, his <laughs> movies are kind of hit and miss. Yeah. But it opens up, and it's just... It's it's Alec Baldwin, James uh, Bradley Cooper, and um, oh, the guy from um, Eastbound and Down. Oh, fuck, what the guy's name is? Oh, uh, oh. Jesus! He was also in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Well, the three of them are all kind of staring at each other. It just opens up. And it's dead silence, and they're all looking at each other. And Bradley Cooper goes, "Ah, oh, good times." And Alec Baldwin goes, "There were no good times." Like <laughs> it was just starts yelling at him, like about how like like. How he, he gets fired from that job that he had. Yeah. And then, obviously, he goes in this melt spiral meltdown. And then someone comes and gets him, try to get him back in. And Bill Murray, his old boss, rehires him. And kind of does, like... He kind of plays, like, this kind of goofy... Bill Murray has now become the guy in the movie that you want who's kind of quirky, kind of funny, but then drops pearls of wisdom that make you kind of go, that's what life's all about. <laughs> like he, he has like those like those one line those like little speeches where you kind of go oh that's it all sums up so nicely like I think in this one was like life is kind of bumpy this and that and and I'm like oh pearls of um, pearls of wisdom from Bill Murray which I'm like all right you know fine just 
give him some big years and paint him green. He could be the next Yoda. You know? <laughs> and Emma Stone plays like, you know, Bradley Cooper's like new partner. Mm. And she's all like super excited. And you know, there's like a scene where he's at a, he's like, it's morning. He's like, yeah, can I have a double espresso, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, good morning. I'm really jacked up. And he's like, Make that a triple, like you know, like <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's gonna be cute wordplay. It's Cameron Curry. He's good with he's good with dialogue. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, it looks cute. I don't know if I'm gonna write like when it comes out. I'm not gonna be first in line going. I want to see Aloha. Like, it depends on when else is coming out. Like <laughs> if it opens out the same day as you know Mad Max Fury Road. Fuck that. Shit. Fuck that movie. Mad Max comes first. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was. Uh... And then, obviously, the transporter re- re- refueled, but I guess we'll wait for that That's one. That's right. Oh, oh. <laughs> it, I, I, I oh, oh. <laughs> definitely was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, and then uh, I'm trying to think what other tree. Oh, they had this another one, too, called uh, Little Boy Man or something like that. Oh, I wish I remember the name. It was definitely, it was by, like, it's going to be that holiday that passover easter movie is it the one about the boy whose parents go off or his, his dad goes off to work war. yeah i saw the i i saw the trailer for that when i went to see cinderella yeah and i'm just like <laughs> like he's yeah going, i was sitting there going yeah not seeing that i can move mountains he's like go ahead do it and he does like you know this thing where he stands he, he does, does the like, magneto stance yeah, yeah. <laughs> and would you figure it's taking place during World War II, so there's no way he would know the Magneto stance, you know. <laughs> and the, and all of a sudden, maybe that, he was distantly related to. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so then there's like a course like an earthquake, and everyone looks at him like, "Oh my God, you're awesome! You have all these powers!" And I'm where to go? You just fucked up everybody's foundations. I'm gonna save ten thousand dollars worth of damage. I'm gonna save my dad. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And but the, like the fringe of like supporting cast, like. Kevin James plays a, you know, like a ice cream parlor guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. That's not stereotypical. Get the fat guy to be an ice cream man. Like, you know. <laughs> and it just seems like the fringe players are all, like, big names. Because the kids, I've never seen. The kid, at first, I thought they were redoing Dennis the Menace. And then I was like, okay, it doesn't look like Dennis the Menace. Are they going to do Richie Rich? Because he's cute. He's very Macaulay Culkin-esque. All right. He's cute, short blonde hair, kind of like, gee Willikers, buddy. You know, I'm just going, oh, this, this, just watching this preview, going, oh, it's one of those feel-good, heart-wrenching, <laughs> you're going to cry movies, and then walk out going, life is good. I love, like, the kind of phone call you make and you call a loved one that you haven't spoke to in years. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I gotta call my dad. Yeah, I gotta call this person. <laughs> Dad's like, I'm sitting right next to you. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, remember? I knew, yeah, I know you. You you shot me. You stole all the money from my bank. You know, but I love you. I forgive you. And then two weeks later, they rob you again. Like, you know, <laughs> because you saw this movie, you thought the world was perfect. Everything's all right. <laughs> I learned how to trust again through the eyes of a magical little boy. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> exactly. And I have thought of dumb things. I said a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm gonna save my paw. <laughs> my paw. <laughs> Next thing you know, he gets mugged. <laughs> you, know, you figure the kid finally got superpowers. Fucking, like at least trying to make cash off of it. World War Two, for God's sakes, fly him over and have a building come down on Hitler's head. 
No. I'm going to save my paw. <laughs> I'm going to do good in the world. But yet, let Hitler live. Because <laughs> I'm special. Yeah, you are. Sure. Yes. Here comes the short buzz. It's coming for you. <laughs> meep, meep. I'm going to move it with my mind. <laughs> he does he that, that magneto, that, that one hand out and the other hand down and back. Like, <laughs> like he's getting ready to go. Thinking really, really like, hard. Like he's ready to go, Hadouken! <laughs> <laughs> see, if he did that, I'd see the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, all right, you know, good for that kid. And of course, they had, that's the one they show like right before you go into the movie. And I'm going, really? You're ending on that down note? <laughs> like you couldn't like I know um, Clooney's coming out with a new movie called Tomorrowland. Yeah, like yeah. you could at least shown that because it's coming out in, like a couple months. Which that, that looks really it looks cool. freaking awesome. Like, I would see yeah. that. I'm like George Clooney. I'm in Hugh Laurie. I'm like I'm even in. Yeah. Like uh, obviously he's not going to be doing. The, I'm, I'm willing to bet he's not going to be doing the house voice. He'll be British, like he is. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> That's not Hugh Laurie. That's not Dr. House. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no, he doesn't sound surly enough. <laughs> oh. Surly. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll, I can't wait to talk about that transporter. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I got a lot to say. Really? Yes. Wow, did you see the trailer? <laughs> yes. You did? Yes. Oh. We'll have to play it for Erica during break so she, so she can join in the hate. <laughs> oh. All right. We'll see. We, we, uh, anybody else got anything new and exciting before we take a break? No. 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 All right. We'll uh, take a break and we'll come back and we'll see you all in a bit, folks. And we're back. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, wasn't that just rip-roaring great episode? <laughs> all right. Seriously. Um, anyway, so we're back. Um, as you can tell, yes. We hope you enjoyed it. But here's my review on Exodus: Gods and Kings. Yes, it's basically Batman as Moses. <laughs> Batman as Moses. Well, I mean, okay. I picked up the movie, and this is a movie I went to see in the theaters. Mm. But I just never got around to it. Plus, I think it's like two and a half hours, and I was like, <sighs> I know the story. Yeah, I saw Ten Commandments. <laughs> I kind of know where it ends. Like <laughs> anybody. And our age range, I think, has seen Ten Commandments at least once. Yes. I mean, it was one of those shows, like, Wizard of Oz was always playing during Thanksgiving. Ten Commandments always played on Easter because it was also was around Passover. Yes. So it's about, and for those people who don't know, it's an Old Testament story. Now, somebody maybe doesn't know this story. Yeah, so that's right. It's about... Um, Moses, who was a prophet for God, mm-hmm. l- frees the Jewish slaves about, you know, there was like, I don't know how many centuries ago, like a long, long, long time ago. But I think you're talking about the wrong story. No, Moses leads the people from Egypt with Ramses, the Pharaoh, the Ten Plagues, All right, the I Ten can, Commandments. Story. Never mind. <laughs> what were you thinking of? <laughs> I thought this is the one about the... the boat that's that's noah, noah. jeez you can tell he's catholic <laughs> he gets all our jewish myths you can tell who's jewish and who's not <laughs> moses was one of those stories where you you learned it was uh it's basically a story of passover because the moses is a um basically he was born a jewish per you know he was born a jew mm. but it was at the time where 
one of the pharaohs was killing off to, to cull the population of the slaves, he would kill children. Mm-hmm. So Moses' mom put him in a basket, and he goes down the river, and uh, gets picked up by um, Ramsey's sister. Mm-hmm. And Moses' mom kind of follows him to make sure he finds a good home kind of thing. you know. And the Ramsey sister hires her to be kind of like a, a wet nurse mm-hmm. to help raise Moses. And they raise Moses in the family of, you know, uh, with, with Ramses as they were kind of like brothers, but they were cousins right. kind of thing. <clears throat> they, he was never really a full Egyptian mm-hmm. because he was kind of like a bastard son because he never knew his father. And his sister found him and raised him as their one of their own. So they're really tight and all. Mm-hmm. But Moses finds out that he's actually Jewish or Hebrew, actually not mm-hmm. Jewish because... At the time, I don't think everyone was kind of Jewish. If you weren't, you were either Jewish or you weren't, because there was no Catholic, there was no Catholicism at that point. Jesus hasn't shown up yet to go, hey, what about me? And this is during the time where God was a vengeful God. Mm. It was basically like, I don't like you, you're dead. It kind of thing. It kind of case. It kind of takes place in in the movie too. Like you kind of tell how vengeful it is. It's looking at his new phone, by the way. I just turn it off. So. <laughs> so as the story goes, he finds out that he's you know Hebrew, and that he gets cast out, and then he he makes a trek across a desert. Obviously, mm-hmm. falls in love, gets married, and then he gets a vision from a burning bush from the voice of God. You know, not his wife. His wife wasn't a redhead, by the way. <laughs> um, but he he basically goes back to Egypt to kind of go to Ramses, let my people go. Right. You know, the, uh, you might have heard that um, in Ferris Bueller's men. Moses was in Egypt's land. Let my people go. <laughs> and anybody who's seen the Ten Commandments, you have, you know, Charlton Heston plays Moses. Um, Yule Brenner plays King Ramses, our son. No, he plays Ramses. He Ramses. plays Pharaoh, Pharaoh, not King. Well, but right. same thing. Right. Um, so there's like a little back and forth between like, let my people go. No, screw you because they're, they're slaves, blah, blah, blah. You're nobody. You're... you're but, you know, so Moses says, you know, through this burning bush, you know, like, hey, I have to free my people, blah, blah, blah. And then Ramsey says, no. So Moses says, well, then God will give you 10 plagues of some sort, like mm. 10 plagues. And, you know, that's where you get the, the you know, uh, the blood in the river, right. frogs, locusts, um, boils. Pest- boils, pestilence, animals get killed, mm. animals die. And the very last one, you know, there's darkness, you know, um, very last one is God's going to kill the firstborn of every person unless you mark your doors with the blood of a goat. Mm-hmm. And then when the angel of death comes through your town, it will pass over those yeah. houses. <laughs> and, and you know, for those people who are believers, right. you know, for the, for the faithful. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you know, Ramses, who has a kid, which, you know, in the original version of the Joel Brenner, his kid's like a like a like a little kid, you know. And of course, he dies. And then Ramsey says, "Okay, you know what? I can't believe you. I, I get out of my city. Mm-hmm. Take your people and get the fuck out." Mm-hmm. And Moses is like, "Okay, pack them up. We're moving out." And they start this trek across the desert, basically to try to get to uh, Canaanite. I think you know the, mm-hmm. Can- the promised land. Yes, the promised land. Mm-hmm. And halfway there, Ramsey goes, "What the fuck am I doing?" I'm going to kill them all. Like, and he, he hops on and he chases after Moses, you know, mm. kind of thing. And then 
Moses comes to the Red Sea, and you know, next thing you know, God parts the Red Sea, mm-hmm. and they go through the water, and then as Ramsey's troops are going through the water, he collapses the water to kill everybody. Right. And then there everyone's kind of free, but then there's like there's a moment where the people get a little wild and wacky and they create this golden calf while Moses is up on Mount Sinai getting mm. the Ten Commandments from God. Right. You know, God is saying, these are my commandments, these Ten, Ten Commandments. <laughs> right. And then starts, you know, burning them onto a rock and, you know, Moses comes down with stone tablets. Right. Which, for you, for you movie enthusiasts, ties into Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Because the Ark of the Covenant is supposed to hold the, the destroyed tablets of the Ten Commandments. Yes. Because Moses comes out of Mount Sinai and sees all these people worshiping this golden calf and goes, what the fuck? I do this? And he throws the tablets down and into the big, oh my God, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And... <coughs> so that's the Ten Commandments. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the Ten Commandments. Yes. Now, Exodus follows that same path sort of closely, mm-hmm. except it does use more of a, like, loosely interpretive kind of did God make these things happen or not because history does prove that there was a Ramses Mm -hmm. they actually kind of did it almost kind of like historically in a Mm -hmm. way like Ramses existed this is the time where the Hebrews left Egypt to go to the promised land so there's a possibility of Moses actually living so this this story could be true right you know and again, it depends on the matter of faith you are. I tend to believe that's probably true because of historical references. Mm-hmm. Plus, also, it was ingrained in me as a kid that this happened. Right. You know, it's the the, 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 the few snippets of religious background that I have because I was raised Jewish. Mm-hmm. You know? So, Exodus, Gods and Kings stars, you know, Christian Bell yeah. as Moses, which, you know, it's like, I am Moses, let my people go. You know? I kept waiting for that, but he kind of did... He didn't. He didn't do his his normal British accent, okay. but he didn't do like an American accent. He kind of did like a somewhere in between kind of thing. Like he had an accent, but it wasn't like. Mm. And he didn't definitely didn't do the Batman voice. Okay. But it takes place with him as an adult. You don't see him as a kid. You don't see the story. He Ben Kingsley, you know, is in the movie too. Very very small part, mm. but he is the guy who kind of says, "Hey Moses, by the way, you're not really Egyptian. You're you're Hebrew." Mm. And he's like, "I don't believe it." You know, blah blah blah. But I'm sitting there going, like, there's a moment where there's Moses and Gandhi in the same room. Because <laughs> he looked, he still looked like Gandhi because he shaved his head yeah. and he's got a goatee. But I'm going, that's Gandhi. Like, he's got glasses on. I'm going to shave the beard and give him, give him, give him the mustache. It's Gandhi. Yeah. Gandhi tells Moses he's Hebrew. How awesome is that? <laughs> so, of course, he doesn't believe it. And then, you know, uh, Ramses hears this story mm. and then he kind of does the, you know, like, he calls in his sister who raised him mm. you know, and the wet nurse. Yeah, you know, this whole thing basically says, I'm going to cough your hand you know, unless you tell me the truth. And they're right. like, we don't know what you're talking about. And he's getting ready to cut off her arm. And Moses, that's what you see in the trailer. Moses puts the sword between his swords and goes, yes. Cause that's when he admits that that is my sister. Right. You know, so instead of killing him outright, he, he throws him out of the, you know, again. Outcast him, right. Outcast him. Right. He walks across, you know, the desert, falls in love, blah, blah, blah. But then here's where it goes weird. <laughs> and I'm not weird, but more, it made it more plausible. There is a mountain that no one's supposed to go up. And it always seems to be that way in the Bible. It's always like God can say you can have everything except this one tree. Yeah. Like in, 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 you know, in, in the, the Adam, Adam, yeah. the Adam and Eve story. So 
in in the little town that he's he's living in, it's like a small like little town where he mm. falls in love and he has a son and they talk about that mound. He's like, no one's ever supposed to go up there. Somehow through he's since he's now a shepherd, he's chasing these sheep up this mountain and there's a rock slide. He gets hit in the head. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now this is where I go. That's how he's going to explain the visions. Right. Because he kind of, he's buried up to his, basically he's on his back and everything's he's buried except for like his face. Mm. So he's kind of looking up and he kind of looks left and right. And there's a burning bush. Burning bush, you know, mm. but it's like a white flame. And then there's this little kid who looks like he's like nine years old who is representing God. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like he said, and I'm going, he's basically saying that, you know, you don't believe in me. But you have a higher purpose, kind of like you know, like a right, vision kind right. of thing, and they have a conversation, and I'm just like, oh, so the blow in the head is what you know makes yeah. him start talking to God. Yeah, I'm like he's a crazy person. <laughs> like you think about it, if someone said today, hey, you know what, God's talking to me, we gotta get our shit together. Where's the first place he go? Into the asylum, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but here it's it's like you know he didn't say he he said he saw a kid, but he was like, you know what, it was the blow in the head, blah blah blah. And then he kind of is like, well, I, ha- I have to go back. Like, mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to go back. And he goes back to get more of a, a story from Gandhi. And because he was a general in the Pharaoh's army, mm-hmm. who now has died and Ramsey is now Pharaoh of the land, he's, yeah. the, the, the little kid told Moses that you should see what your people look like now because if you thought it was bad then when you got cast out, go back and not take another look. Mm-hmm. So he's like, whatever, Craig. Um, you know, like, but he has this urge to go see, and of course, see, you know, Gandhi, right? And he sees that the place, you know, there's burnt, you know, anybody who dies, they're burning the bodies. You know, it basically looks way worse than he when he left, right? So he finds Ramsey and he says, like, look, you got to let my people go. Like these people want fair wages. You got to start. You got to change your ways or else. Mm-hmm. Ramsey's like, no, you're nothing. Who tell you this? He's like, God. God told me. And even Ramsey's like. Which God? Because, like, yeah, they, you know, they believe in a whole different set of gods, right? So, of course, Ramsey says no. And in fact, now I want now because he was kind of at at knife point when they had this conversation. His people are kind of like, well, you were really it was a list of demands. You need to find him and kill him. So he starts murdering families until somebody they. I want Moses and people are going to die until you give them to me kind of thing. Right. Which angers the people, which helps Moses to help get a rebel force. You know? <laughs> it's time to blow up the Death Star. Kind of. He teaches them how to fight, how to use a bow and arrow. You know, he, he teaches them stuff because it's not like we got to do something. So he kind of does guerrilla warfare yeah. to kind of force his ideas. We need to force the Egyptians to convince the fact can convince Ramses to get us out of here because right. he's obviously not going to go. Oh, okay. See you later. You know, <laughs> just always reminds you every time you tell that story, it reminds me of the history of the world part one. Where he can, wait, wait, <laughs> go ahead. I'll tell you like I, I, before I watched the movie, I did watch, there's a beautiful, like two and a half hour documentary on the making of it. Yeah. And Christian Bell, like one of the first things he said, he's like, when he was asked to approach the story, he's like, wait, really? that Moses? Like, Ten Commandments. Hasn't it already been done? So I'm like going, I saw that. He knows that movie. He knows the same movie I know. How awesome is that? And he's like, and to be honest, you know, like when you're standing in the loincloth and you're out there, 
all I kept thinking about was Life of Brian. He's like, he's no Messiah. He's a naughty boy. And he's talking in that bridge. And then he's like, I was whistling, always look on the bright side of life. And I'm like, oh my God, Christian Bell's like fucking awesome. And he's like, and the other scene always comes to mind is, is Mel Brooks in History of Part 1 where he was walking down with the 15 commandments and drops the one. And they, they cut to that scene where he's like, I've given you these 15. Oi, 10. Ten commandments, and I'm like, my parts red sea. Yeah, and there's a guy behind him sticking him up. You bastard! Two classic moments, I, but I'm fine. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, Christian Bale has referenced to like a movie that I grew up watching and one of my favorite Mel Brooks movies of all time. I'm like. Christian Bale has now gone up in my cool book. You know, like, so, you know, they're, you know, but through the, the course of this story, you know, he, he, you know, he kind of, he's doing this guerrilla warfare and then he kind of is still talking to God. Mm. But of course, he's the only one who could see him because they cut to Joshua played by Aaron Paul, the guy who played um, in Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's a small part too and I found out that he asked to be in that role and Ridley Scott's like, you do realize it's going to be like just not a big part and he's like I don't care I, I want to be a part of this movie he's like okay but when you're standing at 110 degrees in the, in the desert don't be asking me for more lines like you know <laughs> he's like no no and, and he was really good almost unrecognizable okay you know because he had the long hair it was all brown and the beard and everything like I was like oh, wow look at him like mm. but uh so then in one of these conversations I don't know why my phone's blowing up probably my sister yeah it's my sister she's got this whole like hey look it's late night I'm just gonna post everything I see <laughs> So, uh, so in this conversation with God, God's kind of going, "Look, Ramsey's not buckling over. Like, you know, mm. things need to move faster." And he's like, "What do you want me to do?" Like, he's basically kind of having his argument with God, going, "How am I supposed to do this when I'm de- this? What I'm doing is working. It's just going to take time." And God's like, well, it's not going fast enough. He's like, what do you care? For 400 years, these people have been slaves. And all of a sudden, now you're interested? And I'm just going, damn, Batman's throwing it down <laughs> to a little kid. And the little kid, of course, British, so everything seems like. But but he shows like the the malice that God had during that time, where it was like an eye for an eye kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you know what? Fine. All, he's like, what do you want me to do? And God, the little kid goes, I just want you to watch. And that's where shit goes down. <laughs> Because then all of a sudden the crocodiles come out into the water. Now this is where it becomes more science than more myth. Right. The alligators attack people on the. Now you can kind of say, well, God sent these alligators out to eat these people, kind of right. thing, to attack these boats, and to kick up the clay, the red clay on the ground, okay. to make the rivers run red. Right, right. And because it's so cloudy and so polluted, that caused the fish to die and the the frogs to leave to find air, right. which is the the frogs' plagues. Right. Then, because now there's dead frogs and everything like there, all of a sudden the flies are showing up. Ah. And then during this time, that's where people start getting sick and they have the boils. And that's where the animals are dying because the place is getting, it's, it's a plague going right. through this town. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, with the flies come the locusts. Right. And then there's a moment where there's darkness because, you know, like, there's like a lightning bolt. I don't know why. I'm just, they never really kind of like scientifically say, like it could be like a turn of events kind of thing. Yeah. And then finally, like then, then Ramses make a, makes a decree that you know what I'm tired of this. I am going to kill the firstborn of every of every Hebrew in that place, mm. and that maybe that'll stop what's going on. 
Well, of course, you know, God being all-knowing and all-seeing obviously hears that and comes to Christian Bale and Moses and says, hey, you know what? Um, we're going to crank this up a notch. <laughs> this is what I want you to do. Yeah. And this is where kind of um, even in the behind-the-scenes stuff, Ridley Scott, can, he kind of used the word magic, mm. you know, behind it. He, you know, it becomes the angel of death and the whole darkness slides across and obviously people who have the blood on the door frame, their kids are fine, but anybody who doesn't, they die, mm. including Ramsey's kid. Now, in this version of the movie, the kid's an infant, you know, like, which makes it a little bit more impactful, I guess, okay. you know? Yeah. And and the guy playing Ramsey's, I wish I could, Joel something, you really, you didn't, like, he, I don't, you never once really saw him as the villain. You saw him as just kind of like a leader of his people who, who in the very beginning of the movie is thrown off because right before this big battle, they do the whole, like, hey, read the entrails. What do the entrails say? And the woman says, well, I can't tell you who's going to win, but what I can tell you is um, a leader will be saved and the savior will become a leader. You know, and during that battle, Ramsey's in a real tight bind and Moses saves him. Mm. So that throws off Ramsey's like for this whole, the rest of the, like the rest of his being is like, well, you know, because then when his father dies, he's like, I'm leader and Moses, which is one of the reasons why I think he want to get rid of him. Mm. So, you know, obviously there's comes, Ramsey's comes out looking for Moses and he's got his son, dead son in his hands. He's like, what God, like your God, this, what God would do this? And, and Moses is like, didn't happen to any of the Hebrews. Like, you know, okay. and that's when Ramsey's like, get out, just get your people, get the fuck out. So Moses is like, pack them up, we're moving. <laughs> and in Ten Commandments style, as they're trekking along, Ramsey's is kind of like home mourning the loss of his son and his wife is rocking an empty cradle kind of thing. Mm. And I think that makes him snap and decides to change his mind, chase after Moses, right. which gets them to the Red Sea part. Mm. Now, what they did with the Red Sea, historically, it wasn't the, like the, the translation is wrong. It's mm. not the Red Sea, it's the Reed Sea, okay. which is a smaller land, land body of water. Mm. Well, historically, and even Ridley Scott is like, I don't know how they did this, but they found out that during that time, there was an underground earthquake, which caused a tsunami. Yeah. So when you saw when it came time for the Red Sea bit, mm. Moses, basically, he miscalculated. He kind of, there was two ways to get to the Red Sea where they needed to go. One was left, one was right. Going left was going to go through a big mountain range. And because Ramses is following behind them on chariots, he figured Ramses wouldn't take the chance. Or if he did, you know, we would have a better chance of getting this way than this way. Right. You know, Ramses takes a chance and follows, you know, Moses. And Moses, the one night of rest they get to have before they look up and they go, oh, shit, Ramses here. Moses is now kind of given up because he's like, oh, my God, I, we have water in front of us and an army behind us. We're fucked kind right. of thing. So he's kind of breaking down, and all of a sudden he, he falls asleep, and he wakes up the next morning, and you know the water has receded, you know, like but not like parted like in the traditional Ten Commandments right. way, where yeah. there's like a big like how they did in, in Mel Brooks' Sister the World Part One, you know, like where it just opens up like a big, yeah. you know, kind of moment. But the water's gone, or it's receded. So Moses is like, "Holy shit, we got to go. We got to go now." Like, yeah. And of course, people are going, "Oh my God, it's God! It's God!" Woo, kind of right. thing. So they're walking across, you know, or trekking across the, 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 the water, which has started like maybe more like at knee level, but now is completely dry. Mm. And 
as they get, they, you see Ramsey's and he's following through. And now you see off in the distance this huge tidal wave coming because now here comes the tsunami. Right. So there's this big, like, 200-foot wave getting re- off in the distance, getting ready to roll at over them. Ramsey's people, you know, are like, fuck, we're out of here. And they do a, they do a quick U-turn on their, their chariots, and they some of them escape, some most of them don't. Mm. But there's Ramsey's, and there's Moses, and there's, like, this big wall of water. And, and Moses is like, look, if you turn around now, you'll be saved. Like, And Ramsey's like, fuck you, I'm Man. your mom. Like... And they start heading, you know, they're standing and they start charging towards each other. And obviously, ooh, the wave hits them. And both Ramses and Moses, you knew, like, Dad's like, I didn't think he got hit with the wave. I'm like, Dad, Ramses' mummified body is in a museum somewhere. So yeah. that's how they know he existed. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Like, <laughs> so you're like, all right, well, and Moses lives, yeah. obviously, you know, because <laughs> he's supposed to live like. 40 generations or something. He lived 40 like, years, and then he he doesn't make it to the promised land. He dies before. Right, right. Well, apparently, according to historians, um, Joshua killed him. Like, that was saying, and I'm like, well, okay, maybe I can see that. You know, you kind of, like, if you make it there, like, he might have, like, they don't they didn't touch that in the movie. Right. Didn't touch it at all. So, like, after the, after the Red Sea thing, you see him, I guess, on top of Mount Sinai with God, and he's carving the Ten Commandments. It's not like a magical, like the lightning bolts, like yeah, first commandment, blah blah blah. You see him writing on the stone tablets, like chipping it out himself. But God's there, telling him what the laws are. Right. So you kind of get the like, and again, the whole time I'm thinking he could just be crazy. He has a you know he's concussed, you know, like <laughs> like he you know. But now, of course, he believes and all that stuff, and then it kind of ends on this whole like he's. As he's getting closer to the promising, he he's in like a covered wagon kind of uh-huh. thing, and sitting behind him is the Ark of the Covenant, not the gold oh, yeah. one, like but definitely like a box you can go. Oh my God, that's the Ark of the Covenant! <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Like, you know? <laughs> Waiting for Nazis to show. I mean, okay, I know there was a lot of controversy because the cast is majority white, mm. but I gotta be honest, the makeup job was so good. They, it's not like they black-faced them, but they gave them a very deep tan. Mm-hmm. Like, they were tan people. They, right. So, I mean, I kind of was like, all right, I know that's a controversy. And and obviously, like, some people kind of go, well, there's no real God element other than you see, like, there's, like, Joshua looking at Moses talking to God, and all he sees is Moses. Mm-hmm. Like, well, uh, a religious person would go, well, because God doesn't want to appear to Joshua, and it's only appearing to Moses. Right. You know, I thought the movie was good. It's, like, two and a half hours long. But it was really good. I mean, I enjoyed it because I also kind of know where the story's going. Like, <laughs> I, I so I, I thought it was enjoyable. I mean, I like the special effects were nice, obviously, because mm. yeah, you know, like to me, it's like all right, I could see this like ten years from now, I could see some channel doing the Charlton Heston version and the Christian Bale version, double feature, a double feature like for Easter and Passover kind of thing. It's an all-day event. Yeah. Because the Ten Commandments oh, is yeah. on my long movie. Yeah, I have the Ten Commandments um, on Blu-ray, but I, I actually kind of want to get it again because I have in this like special collector's edition set, mm. and it's, it, I gotta be honest, when I'm looking back, it's probably one of the dumbest purchases I've ever bought <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> There's a long list of that. Well, you got to be more specific well, than okay, that. Okay, this is the reason because it was the 50th anniversary edition. Mm. And it's in like a, a semi, it's like a medium sized box. Right. And then when you open up that box, there's like tchotchkes in it and stuff like that to commemorate the 50th anniversary. Mm. But also, there's a, um, a 
like version of the Ten Commandments in mm. like two stone tablets, but it's plastic, obviously. You pick that off, <laughs> and there is the movie yeah. inside it. And I'm like, it's not really like. I almost forget that I have it because I don't have it out with the other stuff. I right. have it put away because I'm just like, where am I going to put this thing? Right. So I kind of almost feel like I want to buy it again so I can have at least in my collection to go and go, what do I, oh, Ten Commandments, watch, you know, like watch yeah. that one. But, you know, I might I might dig out the other ones to kind of like, because I do enjoy the Charlton Heston version. Yeah. Like the more, especially with Yul Brenner as Ramsey's. Yeah. Like if, you were, if you're going to be sitting there comparing and contrasting, your Brenner was so good as Ramsey's. Yeah. Moses. Moses and the Ebrights didn't get away. Like, very, very, like, like oh. I mean, I guess because it works so well in The King and I, I guess. Yeah. You know? But I, it was definitely, like, it's definitely a good watch. It's enjoyable. And I, I don't really, I didn't feel like any more, like, you don't walk out going, like, okay, with Passion of the Christ, which I saw. Mm. You know, you kind of walk out going, oh, God, it's a heavy movie. And you kind of, I, I can see why so many people became... Got reinvigorated with their faith. Yeah, this one and eh, not so much. It was like a story. It was like Noah. <laughs> you know, it was like. But again, I'm going to say that is very indicative of the Jewish people because the Jewish people are going. Ah, it's a story. You want to join us? Uh, join us. If you don't, it's okay. You know, like because you never hear Jewish people trying to convert people to Judaism. Yeah. You know, Christianity is always trying to do it. Like, you come to church, you'll go do you good. You never hear a rabbi go, hey, come to synagogue, yeah. come to temple. You know? <laughs> so walking out, I was like, I, like, watching the movie, I'm going, okay, well, it's a good story. Like, it didn't renew my faith in anything, but right. I was like, yeah, all right, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't die. It wasn't that. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. It was just right. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it like this way: if, if you want, it's a very epic, very epic. Yeah. And what I thought was nice too is that Ridley Scott dedicated to his brother Tony Scott, who committed suicide a couple years back. Yeah. And Ridley Scott's made other movies between then. Yeah. So I was like, I felt it kind of like very. Nice that he that he used this movie to dedicate to his brother, not just some random movie that he he's right. done in the past. This one, you know, you could have been like I'm, I don't know if Tony, I don't know if the Scots are Jewish or not, but you can kind of tell like there was definitely like a love there because between Ramses and Moses, there was a brotherly love there. All right. So I was like, all right, you know, that's nice. Yeah. So if you want, if you want to kill two and a half hours on a Sunday, go go, you know. <laughs> Because see, I am Moses, let my people go. Moses and the Ebrites. I would like to see a matchup of Christian Bell's Moses and Yul Brenner's Ramsey's Please. Moses. Moses. <laughs> and Sigourney Weaver's in it, but she's in it very little. She plays Ramsey's mother. Mm-hmm. In the Ten Commandments, the, Christ, the, the, Christ, the Charlton Heston version, she's more prominent. And you can kind of tell that she's kind of like the, the Iago of the story, yeah. always buzzing in his ear. She does make those kind of like decrees in the movie, but she's not not as predominant as Ramsey's own kind of internal struggle about wanting to do the right thing for his people, but also doing the right thing morally. Mm. So it's 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 kind of it was real nice. I thought it was really well done. Okay, good. So there you go. All right. So those people who listen to the podcast. You, you got something extra. Yeah, you got a little bonus there. Hey, it's a little bonus. And you stick around in part three, and I'm not going to talk about a review of a trailer that we both saw that I teased mm-hmm. about in part one, the transporter re- refueled. Yes. So you got to wait till part three because Ed had it from Nerd News and we never got to it. So hang in there, sit back, relax. In the meantime, 
Go to Facebook, Geeksters Radio, and like us. You can, or follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or on Instagram at Geeksters Radio. And then while you're at the Facebook page, click the About button. And to find out where you can download past, present, and future episodes of the show. Also, you can go to wordswiththegeeks.com or iTunes to download the show It's as free. Well. It's don't, free. Don't, don't cost nothing. Exactly. Uh, but if you want to contact Ed on anything you've heard or seen, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can ca- contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. So sit back uh, while you're relaxing, while you're downloading part two, or, or just load up part two for the fun. In part two, we talk penises. Is, is <laughs> I... Yes. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, Boo. Boo.